This is Tim Staten with Tim Stating the Obvious. What is this podcast about? It's simple. You are entitled to great leadership everywhere you go, whether it's to church, whether it's to work, whether it's at your house, you are entitled to great leadership. And so in this podcast, we take leadership principles and theories and turn them into everyday relatable and usable advice. Hey, and welcome to another episode of Tim Stating the Obvious. In our last episode, we talked about emotional intelligence and interpersonal skills, which which comprises of conflict management, teamwork, and communication. In this episode, we will talk about category four, which is having a community mindset and being an active citizen. Having a cultural understanding of others, a sense of personal responsibility, having empathy for others, and being responsible participants in digital communication are all subcategories of being an active citizen. You might ask yourself, what is a community mindset? Well, it's an overall attitude characterized by belonging to a community and actively contributing to the success of the group. I'm going to use like this analogy, um, actually it's more of of an observation. Uh, I call it the Walmart or Target shopping cart and store experience. I can tell how many people that live in one community that have a sense of community by how the stores and the parking lots look. Imagine you go to your local Walmart or Target store. You park in the parking lot at first glance. You take a look around. Are there shopping carts put in the cart returns or do the employees have to rummage through the parking lot to gather up the carts to return to the store? Are there shopping carts just, you know, all over the parking lot? and not where they're supposed to be. When you walk through the store, how often do you see people who are, you know, who no longer want an item and they just put it back on the shelf? They don't actually take it back to where they got it from. They just kind of put it whatever aisle or section they're in. They just kind of throw it on the shelf. You know, do the shopping carts have trash in them after someone uses them? Or do the people who use them last put their own trash in the garbage bin? If people have a sense of community, then they would put things back where they belong and put the carts in their proper place. Because that's out of respect for everybody else. Uh, You see, you know, the businesses wouldn't have to pay people as much to do these basic things. Uh, that we're all capable of doing. We all take care of our homes, right? I mean, we clean it and we keep it tidy because we take pride in how we represent ourselves with our dwelling. When we take pride in our communities, we make sure we pick up litter and trash to keep the environment tidy. Even for aesthetic reasons, we make sure that the outer appearance looks good of our homes or our stores. Um, You know, we make sure the landscaping is done, the grass looks neat and clean. We get rid of weeds that distract from any appearance that may look unkept. I'm reminded of the broken glass theory. Uh, this is a great example as well. You know, Now, this theory is not without its issues, uh, but for this topic, it works out pretty well. So let's say you live in an area that may have a bunch of abandoned buildings. Like nobody you know, works in them or lives in them. They're just buildings that are there. Now, obviously... You know, there's owners of these buildings and some of them decided that they do not want to fix the windows because they're tired of having to replace the broken glass. And then this gives the impression that the area is not safe and that the community doesn't enforce or care about the standards. Now, let's say that there's new owners of the buildings that take over and they start to fix the broken windows. Even if someone comes by the next day and breaks one window... The owner repairs the newly broken window. Over time, the impression is given that the community cares and enforces standards. This theory of study found to reduce crime in cities and areas that had a high crime rate and people felt safer. 
So when we think about community mindset, we are talking about you doing the right thing, even if no one else in the community is. And you do it because you want to make the community better. It's not about you. It's about your community. You do pick up litter and trash so others don't have to see it and you make a difference. You put your cart back at the shopping center, uh, you know, cart return to make the lives of the employees easier so they don't have to, you know, run around, you know, the parking lot uh, dodging cars to get shopping carts. And you also want to make sure that other shoppers have the same accessibility to carts that you do. Even though it's a small gesture, it's one that goes a long way. You don't want somebody else to have to hunt down a shopping cart because you don't want to have to hunt down a shopping cart. In order to help cultivate this mindset, you need to have a sense of personal responsibility. College campuses are perfect for this example. Let's say you go into a large cafeteria on any college campus. A group of people are eating and one person is at another table drinking a cup of coffee in a paper cup. The large group of people get up and leave and they take their trash to the trash bin and empty their trays. Now the person who's drinking coffee alone, he gets a phone call and then he starts to gather his stuff and he gets up to head out the door, leaving the coffee cup on the table. No one else in the cafeteria says anything to the person as they left it on the table. Now let's say three more people pass by the table and see the cup still there, but leave it because it isn't theirs and they didn't put it there. They didn't leave it behind, so why should they take the cup and put it in the trash? See, a community mindset person would pick up the cup and take it to the trash even though they didn't put it there. Every time a person passes by the cup and everyone knows it belongs in the trash, it sets a new standard and lowers personal responsibility. Anyone else in the cafeteria could have stopped the person and politely reminded them that they left trash on the table. You know, that, that person could get upset and could not like to be reminded of their personal responsibility to the group to maintain an orderly um, appearance and adhere to the standards set by the community. But again, it's not about you. It's about the group. Sometimes when we get distracted, we just need a little general reminder to do the right thing. Everyone that that lives in a community needs to take personal responsibility to adhere to the rules that the community sets. Anyone who has ever lived in an apartment complex knows this. You know, what about the one neighbor who likes to have their TV volume at 100 and the entire building can hear what they're watching? Or the one neighbor who likes to have loud music playing until 1 a.m. when everyone else is trying to sleep and get a good night rest and their kids are trying to get a good night rest so they can get go to school and you can go to work and be productive. What about pet owners who don't like to pick up after their pets after they use the bathroom on the grass on the grassy areas, you know, designated for those who have pets to use it. After a while, those who have a lack of personal responsibility to the community may find themselves being asked to leave the community. I mean, let's take it a step further. Personal responsibility means that your word is your bond. If you say you're going to do something, then you do it. You don't make up excuses why everything didn't work out the way it didn't work out or why you couldn't do something. I mean, we've all met that person and we don't like them. So don't be that person. Lastly, no one can make you upset. You control your own emotions. That is a personal responsibility. You can choose to be in a bad mood or to get upset or to let things outside your control affect you or you don't. You know, I really hate to use this example because I think it's been overplayed, but you know, the Will Smith Oscar moment is a great one. Yes, someone said words that they didn't like. Yes, you have the right to feel however you feel about it. However, you need to take personal responsibility for your actions afterwards. I mean, don't get me wrong. Will Smith did that too. Um, you know, however... 
we don't need to be that type of person that says, oh, my coworker did things I didn't like or annoyed me. So I had to do, you know, X, Y, and Z, or these other people's actions made me do this, whatever that might be. No, that's not it. You did what you did. Take ownership of it. We all live in an ecosystem of community of communities. In order to live, we have a sense of we need to have a sense of cultural understanding. We need to make sure that we differentiate the difference between understanding and acceptance. You can understand something without accepting it. And you know, what do I mean by that? If you can seek understanding of a community, then you can know the motivations and the behaviors behind actions. Sometimes something may happen and it may seem offensive to one person, but it's a set of commonly shared views by another community and not shared by other communities. However, if you know the motivations and the behaviors of why a person does what they do, that can lead to tolerance. Acceptance goes beyond tolerance, right? So acceptance goes into the fact that we align our own values and our own community will accept those as fact and will blindly go along with those motivations and behaviors because we believe in them. People can exist amongst each other through cultural understanding and knowing the differences between them. Knowing what might offend someone else in the community and refraining from those actions out of mutual respect for one another leads to more mutual respect. You don't need to accept their community's culture, but you need to understand their culture, and that can lead to tolerance. When we get hired by a company or organization, they have a culture. There is a set of values and rules and behaviors and norms that we must adopt in order to belong to that community. So up front, I would tell you and recommend get to know the culture of a potential company that you may want to work for. And the reason why I say this is that if your core values don't align with that culture of that organization, you will not belong to that community and you will be miserable because you're going to be asked to do things that contradict with what you believe in your core values. So seek cultural understanding and see why the organization does what it does and then what are the motivations behind them. You know, take a moment to reflect upon, you know, jobs or careers that you have made that you may have had in the past and you were miserable. You know, why were you miserable? You may find that because you may not have known or understood the culture of that company before you were hired and now they're asking you to do things that you don't necessarily believe in. Um, you know, for example, Let's say that there's a culture of a company that works late. Like they tell you these are your standard hours and you're getting paid salary and they expect everyone to work those standard hours. And so you're like, okay, yeah, I could, I could do that. I can, I can work with that. But then as you get to understand the culture of the company, what they really say is, is on paper, we say, this is what we want you to do. But what we really want you to do is to go above and beyond that. And we want you to work 10 to 12 to 16 hour days because that's what's expected of you. Not because this is what we said we wanted you to do, but that's what we really expect you to do. Because as a culture of a company, that's just what we do. Or maybe you don't want to work on a Sunday. Maybe you want to have that as a day of rest. Or maybe you need a day off to count as your day of rest, as your day to recuperate and to do the things that you see fit. And then that company and the culture of that company consistently does things that encroaches upon that time that you value in your core. You're like, no, this is, this is my time. We came up with an agreement and now you're violating that agreement. However, the culture 
of that company just does that. You know, they're, they don't value your time because they value the bottom dollar. They value the end result. And however they get that end result, they don't care as long as they get that end result. And if that contradicts with your core values, you're going to have issues and you're going to start regretting, you know, resenting that job and you're going to become bitter and you're going to become angry about it. So know the culture and seek understanding of it. You may not accept it, but if you look for the reasons why and you seek understanding, you're going to have a better terms coming to tolerance with it. And by seeking understanding, we can then develop empathy for others. You know, the book Ender's Game is a great example. Uh, Even though the enemy was still his enemy, he sought to understand the enemy and eventually he found empathy for his enemy in the end when he truly understood who it was. Now, I'm not saying that other people or your employers or other communities are your enemy. What I am saying, though, is that the more you seek to understand, the more you will see similarities in which you can reach common ground and get to tolerance. When we can understand the feelings of others and the actions and motivations behind what they do, what they do, we can improve our own interpersonal skills and how we approach situations. It will also improve our overall emotional intelligence as well. You know, we've talked a lot about empathy and emotional intelligence in the last couple episodes, so I'm not going to beat the dead horse on this subject, but it's very important, especially in the digital age we live in now. You know, we need to be people who can take part in a digital community responsibly. You know, responsible digital participation is a critical life skill that will set you apart from your peers. Believe it or not, many people will research your social media accounts and look for insights into you as a person and your values and your beliefs as you apply or are being hired by jobs. There are departments and organizations that you may belong to, depending on what type of company it is, that will actively search your social media accounts and keep tabs to make sure that you're outwardly portraying on the digital world what the value what the values and beliefs are of that organization and if there is an incongruence somewhere they may let you go you know are you the type of person who goes into public forums just to troll people and aggravate them you know are you the type of person who posts explicit content just for fun or expose others online publicly just to get even employers will know this and so will other people you know it doesn't take long to run a quick free search and find out you know you know who the person is and to find out what you're doing in private is actually public you know will your online digital presence represent your community your organization or company in a good light or a negative one will you be a digital liability for public shame or have the potential to be or even have a potential to be a public liability you know, can you craft a written message of disagreement without coming across as a disagreeable person? These are all things that we must be concerned with. You know, after all, one person is just one click away from reaching national headlines. Will that be for good or will it be for the worse? An organization's reputation can be ruined in minutes with the wrong post or even the perception of being in the wrong. And that is huge. I mean, think about it. You, you could be right, but perceived as wrong, and it ruined the reputation of the organization that you work with. You know, something taken out of context could be used against an organization, and the amount of hours and money spent by that organization trying to repair their reputation, you know, can cost millions. And sometimes it's unrepairable. 
If you don't think that employers don't think about this, then you need to start thinking about it and start reevaluating, you know, how we participate in responsible digital online presence. The bottom line here is that you need to represent yourself online as you would represent yourself in person. The two should align. If they don't, then people will go with the version of you that you show trending towards what you would do when no one is looking, trending towards what your real true character is and what your true motivations will be. So the best way to be a good digital responsible citizen is to represent yourself digitally how you would want to represent yourself in person. And if you're good with representing yourself online the same way you represent yourself in person, then the two are in congruence and an organization and a company can work with that. Or the organization and the company will tell you, look, you know, the community that we have here and the culture we have here isn't a good fit for you. So maybe you need to look for a job somewhere else and that is okay too, you know, but you don't want to find yourself in a position where it looks like you're compromising yourself and your integrity just to fit in somewhere. So to sum up this episode, the life skills in this category are having a community mindset and being an active citizen. The difference between being a resident and a citizen is that a resident has no obligation to the community to which they belong to. They've just been granted the right to exist and live amongst those who have a responsibility and an invested interest in the betterment of their community. Another brilliant book and movie to help uh, bring this point home is Starship Troopers. You know, being personally responsible for your actions or lack of actions, seeking to culturally understand, and having empathy for one another are all areas in which you can seek improvement on to improve your overall life skills. I really hope that you liked this episode about having a community mindset and being an active citizen. If you haven't followed or subscribed to this podcast on whatever platform you're listening to it on, please do that before you leave and hit that notification icon so you can be alerted uh, when a new episode comes out. Also, I would ask if you could share this podcast with one or two other people who you might think might like it, that would be greatly appreciated. Also, if you want to comment and rate, uh, that also helps this community that we are building here uh, because as people come on to podcasts and they come across something and they're like, I don't know if I should watch this or not. Well, if someone says, hey, you know, this is a, a good podcast with thousands of reviews, they might like it. If they see something that's a good podcast but with a little bit of reviews, they might say, hey, I might like it. If, but it's all about, you know, being able to provide some type of value to the community that we have here. So, Uh, If you could do that, that'd be great. If not, that's okay too. But I would like to thank you again for stopping by and listening to this episode. I'm Tim Staten, stating the obvious.